Good morning. It is the Big Sports Breakfast. Ben Way alongside Laurie Daly and Michael Clark. What a fantastic Big Bash final it was last night. I did already see one text through from Curly in Mackay saying, now it feels like origin with the Heat beating the Sixers <laughs> there in Sydney. And truthfully... In the first five overs of last night's Big Bash final, you thought it was going to be all the Sydney Sixers. Brisbane were struggling to put bat on ball, and then as soon as they dropped Brown and he started to click into second gear, uh, it all escalated and escalated quickly. 160-plus, and it was never likely to be chased down. Maybe one brief point at about two for 70. You were optimistic, but from that point on, it just went pear-shaped for the Sixers. In terms of the tennis, there was a big upset. Sverev and Alcaraz doing battle, and it was Sverev, 6-1-6-3. A slight capitulation there in the third set, uh, 6-7, and then 6-4 in the fourth set to take it out in the Australian Open quarterfinals. We'll go through the other results a little bit later, but I think, Michael, it's important we start with the congrat- uh, congratulatory 25 years mm. for Laurie and his celebrations. We need to know what the present was, <laughs> what he did yesterday, and more importantly, how bruised he is this morning. Uh, morning, gentlemen. Morning, everybody. Um, I had a lovely day yesterday. Uh, my wife and I, we went out for, for dinner, uh, lunch, I should say, and we, um, yeah, we, we had a fantastic time. We met up with friends after it, and then um, yesterday was just about reflecting on hmm. the ups and downs of marriages. And how we've managed to stay together for 25 years. So it was it was beautiful. Well, you look fresh, Loz. Congratulations. Yeah, I, look, I hope uh, I sound fresh. You look I've, fresh. But I was, no, it was enjoyable. I was expecting I was you to warm. be a bit dusty. Yeah, no, you not dusty. Honest? No, 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 no. You look, you no, look fresh. I've, I've pulled up okay. So the wife had a good day. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's a different sort of. Um, Lunch, I suppose, compared if you went for a lunch with the boys to a lunch with your wife. I'd think so. Yeah. Mm. But no, yeah, it, was, awesome. it was a fantastic awesome. day, mate. So Good hopefully another 25 years in yep. front of us. Hey, yeah, with good. everything that transpired yesterday, you were exceptionally unlikely to put together a multi. Mm. And we've had lots of questions about it. So you have wiped your hands of the multi this week. Is that correct? Most definitely. There's a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I've been out of the country. <laughs> Um, and I've just returned, so I haven't really had time to assess the form. Um, and I don't want to be rushed because I don't want to bum steer our listeners. I take this job very seriously. And for me, I don't want to put my credibility on the line. Credibility? And let, yeah, and let people down. Forgive me, but mm. what has the success rate been with the multi? Uh it has pretty, been pretty good, very actually. successful. Yeah, yeah. Very successful. Last year was the best on record. Yeah, yeah. No, Your return you, on investment, you would have... It gets a bit of a run on, Loz. It's yeah. like it's footy days. Yeah. When they're on, they're hard to stop the Raiders. Yeah. When Loz is on, he can go, oh, I reckon you had a four in a row at one stage. Yeah, we, we went really well. We went really well. So uh, a lot of people last year, they supported the multi. They got on. And then I'd step down. I thought it was time. You know, everyone has their time in the in the sun. Uh, I thought I might have been getting a bit long in the tooth, so to speak. Um, but the masses just wanted me back, so mm. I, I take this job very seriously. Ben. The orange battler text in. These just sound like excuses, daily. Oh no, excuses. I, I'm not an excuse man. I, I'm I'm there for the the regular putter. Mm. I'm there for the big putter. I'm there for the smallest of putter. 
More importantly, I'm there for myself at times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, don't worry, because other people are stepping up to the plate Oh, I, I want to know who's stepping up. Pengilly, Dava? No, I know Luke Marlowe is involved. Right. I, I know that Brad Davidson is sort of involved. Oh, sort of. Well, that's a, that's well that's, a, I'm in, involved if we win, yeah. not involved if we lose. Yeah, I'm What's not, that? I'm, I'm not really happy sort of about doesn't not work. committing. Well, who's he, no, he, he's committed. It's more his selection. I'm not really happy to give him full plaudits, given his selection is on the short side. Right. Exceptionally short side. Right. So he's just gone a favourite, obviously, that he thinks will Correct. win. But if it wins, no one complains. Now, I dare say, Jason, at Windsor, these sentiments are going to be echoed from Sydney Sixers fans throughout the course of the morning. Home final, you win the toss, and you bowl. Well, I just said that to Loz, uh, Benny. Um, yeah, look, it was, a, it was a great game of cricket in, in conditions that weren't probably what everyone would have liked or expected for a BBL final. The wicket was a bit too paced, uh, was slow at stages. It seemed a little bit with a new ball, and then it spun for the spinners. Um, but in regards to batting, you just it was hard to get momentum. It was hard to get into any sort of rhythm. So it was more of a, I think if you were going to make runs on that pitch, it was more of a power sort of player um, because you couldn't really use the pace to, you know, hit it behind point for four or run at the third man mm. or walk across your stumps and whip it off your pads. It was more a bit of a stand there and, um, and hit down the ground uh, power play. Um, but the Heat were great. Don't get me wrong. They, they were fantastic. I was surprised only because of conditions and being a final that the Sixers won the toss um, and decided to bowl first on a pitch that, like I say, I thought spin was going to play a big part, how you played it, but also how you bowled it. So I thought if you could get runs on the board, Sixers ha- you know, have spinners, know the conditions well. Someone like Stephen O'Keefe could have um, been extremely hard you know, with some runs on the board. But they went that way. Uh, and again, I think Josh Brown, slow start. I, I don't know if it was about him assessing conditions and give himself a bit of a chance, or he just couldn't seem to get his timing at the start of his innings, but then come good, uh, batted beautifully again and, and really set a, a strong foundation for the Heat. Matt Renshaw, very good once again um, for the Heat in a final. And then Spencer Johnson. My God, mm. he was outstanding for Brisbane Eden and, and has been the entire tournament. So, um, yeah, Sixers would be disappointed. That's the way it goes. You you know, in 2020 cricket, you'd like to think the toss doesn't make too much of a difference in 20 overs, but I, I'm a little bit old school in my thinking where in pressure games, I like runs on the board and looking at that wicket from afar, you know, watching them show it on... Um, I don't even know if I was, I think I was watching Channel 7, just when they, you know, they got the spider cam cruise across the week. I thought, geez, it looks really dry. So I think it could be a little bit slow. And I thought spin was going to play a part. So I thought Sixers might have, might have went old school bat first. With Spencer Johnson, he's obviously a talent and he was picked up in the IPL. Yep. Yep. In terms of test cricket, he's sitting behind Boland and Lance Morris. Would that be a fair call? Uh, like, will, will he get a chance to yeah, to play? You, you know what? Well, again, we, we spoke, um, might have been Monday or Tuesday, about, you know, that, that, that 
Australian team that I walked into and we had so many uh, wonderful batsmen in first-class cricket that couldn't get an opportunity because we had such a strong, you know, Hayden, Slater, Langer, Ponting, uh, Steve War, Mark War, uh, Healy, like so many, you know, Gilchrist had to wait for you. So many good players and great players in that Australian team that, you know, guys averaging 50 and 60 in first-class cricket couldn't get a game. With Australian cricket right now, the four bowlers, if you're a fast bowler or a spinner, it's just very hard to get a look in. You know, Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins, Lyon, their record's phenomenal. They play, well, the three quicks play all three formats. So you just got to bide your time. And that's why I think it doesn't matter what format you're playing, who you're playing for. At the moment now, as a fast bowler or a spinner, you just got to be at the top of the tree in regards to taking wickets. So if Nathan Lyon gets injured, you get a crack. If they decide to rest Mitchell Stark, then you get an opportunity. So it's unfortunate for a lot of these good quicks. Um, you know, Michael Nisa, he's been exceptional for five years for Queensland. Scotty Boland, coming to the Australian team, bowled like mm. a genius. Um, I don't know, did he get player of the summer that, that, that uh, summer? Last but year, yeah. like, And now he, you know, can't get in. He has to go back and wait for, for an opportunity. So I think it's a good problem to have for the selectors. And it's great to see these guys stepping up and doing well, especially under pressure. That's what I like in, in those big games, your quarterfinal, semifinal, yeah. final. The, the guys that step up there, you think, if you can do it there, you can definitely do it at the next level. I'm glad you brought up Michael Nisa. You could legitimately mount a case that he is Australia's best all-rounder. Domestically. Different. This is, again, I've spoken about this, very different at the next level in all different conditions around the world. He's, you, you couldn't compare. And again, Michael Nisa has been exceptional. And if he got picked for Australia in any form of the game, you could not have a crack at that. He deserves it. But if you compare Michael Nisa to... Cameron Green, Cameron Green is an all-rounder. I don't think Michael Nisa at the next level. I don't know. Unproven. No, I'm, yeah. go, I'm just going on my experience. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going on. Cameron Green could make, uh, Cameron Green's good enough to bat in the top four for Australia. He could make 30 test hundreds, 20 test hundreds. Michael Nisa could make 20 test hundreds. Hmm. Michael Nisa could, could take, he could be the third fast bowler. I was about to say, who's your best I'm still. I still think I'm picking. Michael, Who's your best bowler? See, I think Nice is the strongest of the three. Michael Nice is a bowler who, in my opinion, bats at number eight at the highest level. Cameron Green, Cameron Green can bowl first change. He's good enough to bowl first change. Be your third quick. He won't be though because he's going to be Jack Callis. He's going to bat in the top six. So that's the difference. He's going to be a legitimate batsman that makes test match hundreds who bowls as the fourth fast bowler like Jack Callis did. But if Jack Callis couldn't bowl, couldn't bat, he was a good enough bowler to be the third fast bowler. Mm. So it, it's it, because he's so good at both. I, it's hard to split. Cameron Green is the, the legitimate, very, very good at both. Where well, I think the other all round, Mitch Marsh is a batter who bowls. Um, uh, Michael Nisa is a bowler. Who bats? Hmm. You're not convinced? We can just, no, we can do Oh, no, no, no. I just think it's a, a good discussion point. I, mm. yeah. I think they all he's, have mate, merit. You could pick all three and justify it. Yeah. He's been brought. Yeah. Nisa, Nisa mate, in any format, he could be selected for Australia because he has been exceptional. Yeah. There was a game I saw before I went away and Nisa came out to bat and the Heat were doing it tough. And he just clocked them. 
on that. He, he, just he, hits, a, he hits a very hard ball too. Yeah. Smacks it out of the stadium. Yeah. And again, I've only met him a couple of times, but apparently great team man. A lot of people say, do you remember Andy Bickle? Yes. Andy Bickle, I think, was 12th man for Australia more than any yep. other player. But he was the one player, you had to pick him on the tour. Because yep. he was the greatest team man. You always want him around the group. And a yep. lot of people compare Michael Nisa yep. to Andy Bickle in regards to personality. Yeah, well, so, sometimes which is a massive compliment. And, and sometimes if you go on a tour, you need those oh, blokes instead of the ones that... Think they should be in yeah, the team. And bitter about miss, not missing there. out, and they're bitter, and they cause disruption in the group. That's, that's why you hear a lot reason, of players. Sorry, go that's on, the whole reason Mitch Marsh was on. That's what I was going yeah, to gonna say. The Marsh brothers in yeah. you, That's why you hear so many people that played with Sean or Mitchell Marsh. And I was again, I was a massive one for for Sean Marsh. Uh, his performances might have been inconsistent, but if in doubt, and you'll pick him between one or two players to go on the tour, yeah. I wanted Sean there every time because if you picked him, yes, you knew if he was on. He batted like a genius, yeah. as good as anyone. Yes, he could have, you know, a form slump. So could all of us. But in regards to if you didn't select him, mate, he was awesome around the group. Never complained. Whatever the team, whatever anyone in the team needed, yeah. he'd always put the team first. Unsurprisingly, the Big Bash dominates the back pages. A heat wave destroyed Sydney. And I guess maybe a little bit more of a surprise is the fact that Glenn Maxwell continues to be on the back page. It has come out that... While we haven't got details of the incident at the Gov, he was supposed to be rehabbing his leg that he broke in the barbecue incident from a couple of years ago during this time. So it's certainly not a good look. And we've heard from Bailey and we've heard from a couple of other representatives. It sounds as though he, they didn't go the public baking, but they did say it's not the best look and maybe just pull the head in a touch. Can I, can I ask? How do you rehab can, a broken well, leg from... Well, two years ago. That, two that's years what ago. I want to know. Like, surely you've done that rehab and it's he's been playing cricket, unless he's re-injured it. I so, unless know. he's re-injured it, I, I, I don't know. Oh, look. Sounds like it's a bit of a slap on the wrist. Yeah. He's, he's been out drinking. They didn't want him to drink because they've rested him from yeah. Australian games. So they wanted him to make sure he's getting doing some rehab, prehab, weight, strength, whatever it is. I, I'm more... I'm. I'm still trying to find out why the ambulance, why he was in an ambulance. That, that's the only one for me. Like, you see, oh, I think we've all. Well, I think been... they said he passed out, mm. so I don't know whether he's fallen mm. and hit his head, but, or oh, yeah. the you know, article... cut his head, or whether he just collapsed with dehydration. That's what they were saying. The article I'm not saying says, that, but no, that's what they say. We weren't yeah. there. Yeah, just to clarify, yeah, we were not we there. there. Uh, but as it turns out, a lot of the players were because they had a, almost a team photo. But he wasn't, he, was, he wasn't a part of the Australian setup. So it seems like the Australian players that were involved in the test match went out um, to see six and out. Um, and Maxi was had gone from golf when he's with his other mates because he wasn't a part of that Australian squad and probably got there a bit later. Mm. Sounds like Paddy Cummins, a few of the other guys, went and watched the concert. Oh, can you call it a concert? Went and watched the boys sing a few <laughs> tunes, karaoke at the pub, and then left. And then Maxi might have turned up. But oh, look, I look, I reached out to Maxi. I sent him a text just checking he's okay. He said he's, he's doing all right. So I didn't, again, it's not my business to go into, um, you know, what's happened. He's a, he's a grown man. He's a big boy. And, it's, and again, reading between the lines, um, Andrew McDonald, more than Paddy Cummins, who knows Maxi very well, played together and are good friends, um, has given him a slap on the wrist as the Australian coach and said, mate, you know, your baby is, you know, you're going to be photographed or it's going to get in the media. 
we need you to be better than this. Slap on the wrist, play on. That's what it seems like. To me. Uh, the article by Daniel Cherney essentially says this was a period which had been specifically cordoned off for rehabilitation yeah. of the all-rounder's previously broken leg. Mm. So it's not a good look, but yeah. it's also not the end of the world. Yeah. The other article that featured there was Stevie Johnson. Now, I mentioned to you guys yesterday mm. that he had a bit of a, a knife incident. I was talking to Michael Offair, Laurie, but I'll update you. So he's gone to a kid's birthday party, and recently he was gifted a set of knives by a friend who I believe is a butcher, or at least works in that kind of industry. So we can take from that that they were pretty good knives, sharp knives. They've taken a knife to cut the cake. When he's come back, his young one is trying to open the gate and can't. So he's gone past and gone to push the gate open with his hip slash stomach with the bag in between. The knife is in the bag, through the bag, through his stomach, life-threatening injuries, just like that. Thankfully, a nurse just happened to be walking by shortly after it, treated him and took him off to hospital. But it sounds as though prior to surgery, he was... He was actually thinking, I don't know if I get through this. A very random accident to happen. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Well, hopefully he's okay. I saw the photo of the the stab wound. It was a wound, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was a big one. Um, And fortunately, he's okay. But um, it just shows you how unlucky you can be at times um, and how lucky he can be because the nurse walked past as the knife was going in him. So I, I think that, you know, he'll be sitting there reflecting, going, geez, that's, that's something that I never thought would happen. But it just shows you how easily things can change pretty quickly in your life. Lots of discussion about visas in the sporting world at the moment. In terms of the NRL news, Payne Haas, Latrell Mitchell, Brandon Smith and Reese Walsh, they could be among several stars missing from the NRL's inaugural Las Vegas venture if their visa concerns aren't addressed. So the four clubs are supposed to meet with Peter Volandis today to discuss that and the financial hurdles too. So there were commitments the NRL made to the clubs in terms of what they would cover, but training expenses weren't one of those, and now training expenses look like they could be in the sort of 400000 range. So clubs are a little bit hesitant on that front so a little bit that they need to discuss uh, but it sounds as though the visa issue uh, could be a troubling one and just on visas in regards to cricket news Shai Bashir this is a really unfortunate way to miss selection in your first ever test match but he's an uncapped spinner he's effectively been ruled out and maybe even for the tour of India because they haven't been able to resolve visa issues now, this is a fellow of Pakistani heritage. I've seen this before. I've seen this before a few times. Uh, I'm trying it to happen with Uzi. Oh, Uzi. There. Oh, my God. There you go. Yeah, exactly right. A- any sort of um, Pakistani influence changes the rules in regards to getting into India. So right. even if you think of, uh, who's an example? Um, Wazim Akram, who's out in Australia commentating and travels the world as a commentator. Cannot, cannot go to India and commentate during IPL. Can, not, cannot, At all. Cannot. 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 So it, it, it's, not, it's not about the individual player. It's just, I think, with what's going on between India and Pakistan, very, very hard to get into, into the country. And we, we did. We saw that with, I think, Uzi's visa took, might have been an extra two weeks. 
or mm. 10 days or something like that to come through. Uh, and he was borderline travelling on his own. I think in this day and age, we need to work out a... Oh, it's, it's not, mate. But We're again, not getting into geopolitics. But oh, my God. 